Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. I am La Vialva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Extrovert! <laughs> I swear I'm not drunk, y'all. I'm sober. Yeah, I've been sober for a while now. Um, anyway, so I'm really excited because I get to start season six. I can't believe it's this long. I can't believe it's been this long. It's funny how life kind of brings you to like, I don't know. Life sometimes brings you on weird journeys. One um, suggestion that I had in regards to um, talking about what's going to really happen in, 2000, in what, 2006. Okay, guys, we're going best, back in time, I guess. <laughs> That's what I, ay, 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 I'm sorry. Alright, recap. Take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. So for season six, um, I'm still getting some suggestions on wh- what I'm going to focus on. I still do want to focus a little bit on maintaining sobriety, um, relapse prevention, things like that. Um, but yeah, a little fun tidbits here and there. <sighs> so one... Um, question that I was asked is, how do you feel now that you are graduating rehab? Well, one thing that is very interesting about rehab is it's not really like, it's a graduation. It's something that you can put, it's like a little button that you put on your jacket and you're like, you know what, I can do this for this amount of time. Rehabilitation is basically saying for... 10 or 12 months, or whatever your program is, depends on the program, that you make a dedication to work towards sobriety, or live a life that's sober. And a lot of people return to rehab. Some people go several times, one or two times, one or, like, you know, it's it's a process. It doesn't mean that necessarily you graduate and you're never going to see another psychologist and a um, drug counselor ever again. But, I guess for me, I feel like I have reached a point in my sobriety where I am comfortable, comfortable, yeah, being on my own. When I say being on your own, it does not mean like, you know, I th- I personally believe that everyone should see it psychologist or a therapist or somebody, you know, because the world is tough. Well, even if you don't have an addiction, sometimes the world is tough. <laughs> you know, in Minneapolis right now, I'm sure a lot of people feel lots of emotions. And I don't know, I just wish that sometimes mental health maintenance was just more accessible for people. I just wish that it had, like, a place Like, honestly, like, what if, I know this is controversial, you know those, like, clinics where they hand out needles or, like, um, it's a safe place for people to use, right? It's very controversial, those things, because a lot of people are saying, hey, if we have places, safe places, where people can participate in drugs, um, you're enhancing and you're providing, you're provoking an addiction. But this is kind of tricky because where I stand, there's a difference between people that use drugs 
and then there's people that are addicts. Some hard drugs are easier to become addicts. You know, if it's if you do like meth or heroin, um, even something like marijuana. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you can't get addicted off marijuana." Yeah, maybe not physically, but socially you can. You can get dependent. A dependency can be come anything. It can be like food. It can be anything. Masturbation, watching porn. And there are definitely some addictions that are seen more like deviant than others. And when it comes to alcohol use, that's the the amazing thing about it is that it's so deviant. It's so deviant to be an addict. But it's not at all deviant to drink every day. If you have one glass of wine and you're a tempered alcoholic, alcoholic, if you're a tempered drinker, tempered drinker, that's what I call people that are, you know, normal people, not people with addicts, like addictions, not addicts. And so tempered people, people that can drink and leave the bottle in the fridge for weeks, months, and not touch it. Most people in my mind, (laughs) I consider them tempered drinkers, normal drinkers. And it's so interesting because as a tempered drinker, you can drink every day. Um, As long as it's not really constricting your function. And that's why, as a person that has an addiction, sometimes it's kind of confusing because... There was a time where I considered myself pretty tempered. Pretty normal, quotation points. And then after a while, I realized that it wasn't so normal. And so it really becomes tricky. Like, where do we draw the line? And like, some people will say, like, the line depends on how much you weigh. How much, you know, you're drinking at one time. Um, if you're blacking out, honestly, like, maybe in reality, drinking is like cigarettes. One cigarette, and it messes up your lungs. One drink, and it messes up your liver. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I know that it has long-term effects. And it's so interesting in our society how we kind of favor other addictions over others. We glamorize um, drinking and partying, especially in college. And I think it's so crazy because most people in college, not everybody, not everybody, but most, some people, I shouldn't even say most, (laughs) some people probably drink and have fun. Maybe they don't even black out. Maybe they just drink and experiment and they learn. And after college, you, you know, maintain a healthy lifestyle You drink, but, you know, you obviously don't drink as irresponsibly as you did in college. Well, college really tests people, I feel like. (laughs) Maybe college weeds out the alcoholics. Because when I got out of college, I realized that this kind of drinking was not normal. And for me, it it was not easy to stop.
And it's so interesting, even in regards to tobacco. I had a one professor in college that he he studied tobacco for 45 years. Like, kudos to this man. I don't even remember his name, but he was so devoted at on studying tobacco and the effects that it had on people's bodies. And not only was he like, you know, that, you know, dare program kind of person. You remember, does, it, does everyone remember dare? That program where the police officer comes and is like, don't do drugs. You'll end up in jail. They're super fun and super cool. Your friends will think they're super awesome and they'll make you feel really good. Marijuana, yeah, don't do it. Remember that bullshit? I don't even think they have dare anymore. Anyway, um, but no, he wasn't that kind of professor. He was not like, don't drink, don't smoke cigarettes. He was the kind of professor that was so well-rounded. After 45 years, I'm sure you had to have studied everything of that substance by then. He studied the cultural attributes of tobacco. He studied how it made some people relax. How it made some people feel anything in regards to altering the body to make it feel a more comfortable state. And I thought it was just very interesting because some cultures, they tobacco is important. And in my culture, my culture, um, do white people even have a culture? Well, <laughs> I'm Latina, but um, I look white, so everyone kind of just treats me white, which is, you know, that's a good and bad thing as as it is. Anyway, sidetracked. Um, but like in the United States, a lot of people smoke, and that's one of addiction that everyone just turns a blind eye. They're like, eh, you know. You, I buy three cigarettes, uh, three packs of cigarettes a day, smoke them, go home, go to my work, and it's fine. It's just so interesting to me. Like, how does society pick and choose? Is it because of the altering states? Maybe that's why. Because alcohol definitely alters you. Meth for sure does. And heroin. I'm not saying one addiction is worse than the other. I don't want people to listen to this podcast and think that I'm saying, like, your substance of choice or, you know, addiction or whatever it is, even your recreational drug of choice, it's not bad, it's not good, but it's both. Good, bad. And that's why throughout my sobriety, I don't shun alcohol out. I don't ingest it, that's for sure. But I don't avoid it like the plague. I'm like, if I'm at a bar, if I'm at a restaurant, and my friend drinks a margarita, I'm not going to dart out of the restaurant and be like, oh my god, I just can't. No. I have a, I have a good relationship. Me and alcohol, we're like, we're like, uh, the best way I can explain it is like your ex, baby mama, that you have a you closed it off in a good way, but you also don't want to date her or romance her in the way that you had before. I see her, 
I respect her, but I don't want nothing to do with That's exactly how I think of alcohol. Something that I had used in my whole life and that I know a lot about. But I'm not going to ever romance it in the way that I had before. So anyway, um, please keep up the suggestions. Still trying to find a good topic for season six. If all else fails, I'll probably just do our morning rants. Um, but I would like to possibly think to a topic. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to my podcast. I know this was really short. It is really rainy in Minneapolis right now. Super, super rainy. <laughs> and I'm kind of caught in the middle of it. But the rain never scared me. Um, it's beautiful. But it's wet. Maybe Mother Nature is just very excited today for some reason. Maybe this means that it's going to be a good day. Who knows? Okay. Sorry. I'm like so Minnesotan. Minnesota goodbyes take forever. They're like, bye, bye, bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And I appreciate everyone. And please do something nice for yourself today. Whether it is listening to a song that you love, um, sitting down, reading a book, taking a few minutes on the bus just to close your eyes and relax, if I can talk, (laughs) hug someone, tell them that they are important to you and that you love them, and have the greatest, 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 safest of travels.